Welcome back. It is Tuesday, September 22nd. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. My girl Jessica is back. If you did not listen to last week's podcast with Jessica, you might as well just skip right through this one and go back and and listen to part (laughs) one because this is not going to make sense to you. We want to pick it up with where we left off on Friday. Okay, so I brought in Jessica. She's in social media. She knows the ins and the outs of what is actually going on in our brains, what's happening in our children's brains. Um, a lot of parents that listen to me or watch me on Chad Prather or listen to Stu, y'all, a lot of you are still home doing virtual learning. Mm-hmm. God love you. Our kids have been back in school now for about six weeks. Yeah. Uh, but I know that there's a lot of you going into this virtual learning situation that were like, are you serious? My kids have, ju- they've been looking at screens since last March. It's, it's honestly the worst. It's so bad. So over the weekend, we gave you some homework. Yep. It's not the social disconnect. What's it called? <laughs> social dilemma. Social dilemma is for older kids. I mean, it's for more like you Adults. in your, yes, yeah. in your older kids. We really wanted you to watch Childhood, Childhood 2.0. 2.0. Mm-hmm. And if you did, then you are right up to speed. And congratulations, you get an A plus in <laughs> podcasting sticker, learning. Gold Hashtag goals. <laughs> but if you didn't, well, then you really should get to it. Like definitely watch this when you can, when your kids go to bed. It's a great reason to get your kids to bed a little bit early. Uh, But Jess, let's sort of pick up with where we left off. We were talking about just kind of managing and navigating this crazy time. Our kids are the same age. We go to the same school and we're both kind of dealing with them wanting to do this and they want to watch these games and they want to. And I was also talking about how like the moods change when Zach, he gets, this is the rule that we set up with our kids. Cause right now they're not so much on apps. They're more into like Roblox. Yeah. I don't allow them to play Fortnite. uh -uh. They play the Mario brothers. They do like a Zach likes to play Madden. We got like the, all that stuff. But I told them that they can get up to an hour of tablet time after they do their homework and after they play outside. So if they want to play outside for ha- for a half an hour, then they only get tablet time after they do their homework for a half an hour. If they want to play on their tablet for an hour after they do their homework, then they need to stay outside and keep themselves busy for an hour. I don't want you coming in 16 times, telling me you're hungry, that you're thirsty. No, figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. So that's working pretty good. Zach is always like, well, does going to the playground after school count as my hour? <laughs> like, well, I mean, it is hot. I'll give you that. But Life when it gets hack. cooler, we don't yeah. start until we get home. Yeah. Let's pick up where we left off. You have some great tools. And also this will be in the show notes. Everything that we're talking about, we will detail in the show notes so you can refer back. And I also give you a way to get in contact with Jess if you have any like personal questions and she can kind of help you through this. But yes. anyway, enough with me, Jess. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So honestly, it's a two-parter, two-part series because you have to understand what the problem is before you can get to a solution. And diagnose. Right. And diagnose. And so parents are like, okay, we know there's a problem. Now what do we do about it? Right. And so my husband and I have given these tech seminars at our school a couple of times. I gave. By the way, hold on, Jess, not to cut you off. Yeah. If anyone that's listening, that's local to DFW, can they call you and hire you to come and speak? Okay. What's interesting about that is you're like, and no, well, my, my husband and I are really trying hard to see if it is in our time capacity bandwidth to, to either do that or to put together a business where we come in and help people 
set up their home with like clean browsing and set up their devices and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, Stu, by the way, yeah. you're hired. No, <laughs> Stu literally already told me. He's like, tell Jess, we want her to do that. Like, well, Nick's done it for a few of our friends and he's done it like as a trial run, trying to see how we could set it up to a business. The problem is we both work. He has a full-time job. We have children. So it's like when, activities. Activities were like, when would we find time to do this? So we're praying about it. God has put this on our heart. Like, God, I will tell you, people are like, why are you so worked up about this? And I I'm like, God put it in my heart this and is your, lit me yes. on fire. This is your mission. And he yes. said, I care about your children. This is not me sitting out here being like, I judge you. I condemn you. There's something wrong with you. No, I stay up at night. Like it wakes me up in the middle of the night. How can I save the kids? This is your calling. Like, how can I yeah. save these children? And I love their parents and I love them, but like, they just don't get it. Like parents just don't get it. And unfortunately the kids don't get it. They're like, well, if they're not getting it from the parents. They're no. certainly not getting it. Well, and what they're telling their parents is you just don't understand. Right. You're a boomer. You're, you don't get it. Mm -hmm. You didn't grow up with this. Right. You didn't, no, 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 no. My friends make fun of me because I don't have one. Oh yeah. I'm the last one. Yeah. Oh, oh I've heard that from my girlfriend forever. Not the last one. You are not. Yeah. But anyway, so we kind of like, you know, give our, give all the parents the information. You've watched your childhood 2.0. You've watched your social dilemma. You understand that this is a problem. You need to do something about it. Right. So like You've done, you've checked the first box. Okay. Done, so you are getting, you've done kind of, your research. Well, yeah. Proactive. <laughs> you're proactive. You've done your research. You know, there's a problem. So just like Lisa said that she has that plan set up for her kids with devices and technology, we always say, create your family's digital policy. And now this isn't like ask your kids what they think their digital policy should be. No, this is you as a parent sitting down with the other parent. If you're a single mom, you're single, whatever you do it on your own. You need to come up with, okay, what am I willing to give them? Like, what do I think is a healthy amount of screen time? What do I think they need to do to earn that screen time? We have told our kids from day one, devices are a privilege, not a right. Just Great. because we have them yep. does not mean that you deserve them or you're entitled to them or you earned them. Like it can be taken away at any moment in time oh, yeah. because it is a privilege and not a right. Amen, sister. So um, we just say you sit down and you think about things. And so I, I, and I can give Lisa all of this information. We have like sample digital policies that we've used. We've seen parents put together um, cell phone uh, contracts with their kids where it's like, okay, we're giving you the cell phone. Here's all the rules rules. Like right. you will not have it in your bedroom. You will not be allowed on an iPad in a bedroom, in a bathroom, like in a, any of these things. Um, so you come up with your digital policies and, and what you're willing to give and what they need to do. Do they need to do their homework first? Do they need to play outside first? We same have our kids do their homework first. We also, depending on what they're doing on their device. So like my son loves to play Xbox. He has to go outside immediately afterwards and exercise because he has a learning disability. And so his brain already can't handle all of that as well as the other people's kids do. And so for him to get off of it, he can't get off of it and then just like sit there and calm down. There right. calm down. He has to go outside and expel the energy that gets built up in him while he's playing. Right. So like, it's just little things like that. Learning your kids, learning your home, learning what you want them to do and how to adjust. Right. Okay. And I think too, we also have to remind you that you are the parent. The yes. kid isn't driving this. No. You are in control. If Zach even starts to have a fit about the iPad, because, and I know not the iPad, I mean, his, he's on the, um, Amazon tablet, which we love because we can control the apps and they can't get on the yeah. uh, internet and everything. But I've talked to a couple of my friends and their sons, especially display the same thing that Zach does. Like if he, if I give him a five minute warning and it's five minutes and now 
his mood changes oh, and yeah. he's whiny Temper and you know tantrums. what? Yep. And I yeah. said, you're not going to get it. And he's lost it a bunch of times yeah. for a whole weekend. Yeah. And same. Yep. Because you're no. a different kid. You are a different child. When you get off that, you're upset. Yeah. You're moody. We explained it to our son. We said, when this is happening, do you feel like you're in control? Mm -hmm. No. Do you feel like you can calm down easily? No. So let me explain to you why. We have shown him the videos of like researchers and doctors and how they explain the neuro the neurology behind it, right? right? right like yeah. your, your frontal cortex has not been developed. And so you physically, they don't understand like, why is this happening to me? Why can't I control it? And so we say like, all right, man. We're going to, we're going to let you give this a try, but like, if you get to the point where you can't control yourself or if the game glitches or, oh, oh my gosh, yes. the internet drops, the Robux, it didn't go through mom. Yeah. It didn't process the payment. Oh my gosh. The, our internet went down and my son was like cursing frontier. Yeah. And I was like frontier. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He, he was cursing frontier. I love it. And I was like, what is <laughs> wrong with you? And I just tell them they cannot control You're it. You're right. But that is such a good point. Yeah. And that is why they are too immature to handle this. They mm -mm. just can't get off. It's literally like night and day with well, Zach. And, and also there, those games are built that way on yeah, purpose. You're right. We tell parents all the time, this is not hidden information, right? You can go on their website and they will tell you what they do. Uh -huh. Gamers. What they do is when they're testing these games, they have electrodes hooked up to the people who are playing it. Kids, adults, whatever. And if when they're playing the game, they don't get the response that they're looking for, which is like similar to the response that you get from like slot machines when you go to Vegas. Like they're looking for increased heart rate. They're looking for widening of the eyes. They're looking for sweat. They're looking for actual physical responses. If they do not get what they want, <gasps> they go back and tweak, tweak the game. And they tweak the game. They want your kids to never want to stop. They want your kids to like go deeper into that game to go... Do y'all remember what video games were like for us in the 90s? Oh, it yeah. was like, and if you didn't beat the level, uh -huh. you put the remote down. Yeah. There was no like, That's right. You, you can't had, take it anywhere. You had five lives. Right. When your lives That's died. Right. No switch. You were done. Right. So um, they just, you know, knowing that you, you got to know what you know. You know what you don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the kids don't know. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So right. you explain it to your kids, Right. Which sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. Like we tell our son, if you don't like, we're going to show you that video again. We're going to make you read that book again. And he's like, oh, no, I remember. You've done your research. You've created your family's digital policy. Now we say inventory all devices and technology that your family has access to. I'm talking like, do you have an Alexa? Do you have um, Apple TV? Google. There's a Google. There, Isn't there a Google one like an Alexa? Yeah, there's all kinds of things. All different types. Google yeah. Home. And then yes. there's, but not just the devices, the technology, right? So you got a smart TV. What's up there? YouTube, Netflix, yeah. Hulu, the internet. Like you need to sit down and I mean, you will, it'll blow your mind when you've listed it down. Okay. We've got a TV in five of our rooms. Mm -hmm. Two of them have an Xbox. One of them has a PlayStation. Okay. Half of them are smart TVs. Half of them are not. Like you have to actually write down the inventory of all of the devices because until you have an inventory of what you need to lock down and what you need to shut down, you're just like wasting time and energy, right? Right. Like you start there and figure out where it is. Okay. <laughs> then you also have to guard the location of where these devices are, right? So like do I want him to have something that he can bring into the bathroom? Do I want them to have something they can bring into the bedroom? And 
I'll never forget. I heard um, somebody speak on this one time and they said, um, you personally as an adult, do not use your device where you don't want your children to use their device. Because while you know that you're mm-hmm. not using them the same way that they could theoretically use yep. it, um, dad, you take your phone yep. into the bathroom. You're in there for an hour. And you can't back that up. Cause what you doing? Yeah. What you doing in there, dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, doing more than what you think I'm doing. You're uh, dad. You're, <laughs> you bring your iPad to bed. You bring your yes. phone to bed. Yep. You bring your, you're in there at all hours. So if a teen's like, well, why can't I bring my phone into the bathroom? because that's not appropriate but you're doing it so we tell parents all the time you got to take a hard look in the mirror how long are you on your phone are you addicted to your phone probably because we all are are you spending you know exorbitant amounts of time when your kids are trying to talk to you are you making eye contact that's with them? that's something I will admit that like they'll be having dinner and I'm in the kitchen on my phone and I and that's something I need to be so intentional about stopping you gotta stop because I'm on it when they're trying to talk to me or I'm on it while they're watching tv but they see that I'm on it yeah we have a device policy in our house dinner time there's no there's nothing nothing you cannot have them anywhere within arm's reach no phones no tablets no television I grew up in a house where the tv was on every night at dinner Mm -hmm. my dad was such a hard worker and he came home and all he wanted to do was just chill and so we watched like Seinfeld during like, dinner. That, you know, again, like, and but now, we didn't have those conversations. Right, exactly. and, but we also didn't have all these controversial commercials mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. Yeah. It, it was so much safer. And now I feel so old being like back in the day when I was 10. I mean, yeah. my, my parents never even let me watch no. uh, MTV right. forever. You yeah. know, that is such a great rule right. with no devices. Ainsley's even said it to me. She's like, I have an idea. Mommy and daddy go the whole weekend without your phones. And I'm like, you know, so well, I know she sees it. She yes. sees it. We always say the girls are more intuitive. Yes. Oh yeah. My daughter is always like, come color with me. Come do this with me. Yes. And I found because for work, I actually use my phone. So, you know, for the past couple of years, it's like I would have to post for somebody for their social media, or I would have to do something on my phone. And I found that I made a habit of going, I am emailing a customer right now, and then I will put my phone down. I am posting even today, like I run our church's Instagram page. And so I'll be like, you guys, I have to post something for church real fast, and then I will put the phone down. Like, That's a good way. Like I, because I'm like, I don't want them thinking that I'm just messing around on my phone or like just, you know, scrolling through Instagram or scrolling through Facebook or any of these things. Like, because like I said, there is a reality that you need technology. You can't just throw it over, over the mountaintop and be like, I'm never using my phone again. Like that's not real life. Obviously technology is very good, but it's It's, a catch 22, but you're right. That is a great thing, Jess, to say, if you are on in front of your kids, all right, guys, mommy's just posting her podcast. Yeah. I'm just going to post the link. Yeah. And then I'll be off yeah. to let them know that yeah. it's happening. Yeah. And it's, yes, there's I an, love that. There's an end point here. There is. I'm not ignoring you because I'm just browsing Pinterest. Right. Like validate right. that they're wanting 100%. you. 100%. And also validating that you realize that this is. Yes, you're aware. You're aware that this is something that's coming between the two of you and that you don't think it's right to just be doing whatever you want. Uh, now I just want to kick myself because I wish I had known this for all the time. My daughter's like, mom, hold, come on, yeah. come play with me. Yeah. I found that if I just was like one more minute, two more minutes, they'd be like, no, you explain yourself, which again, I know that I'm the parent and that I shouldn't have to, like, it should be a, because I said so, but I also know that I'm a model and that I'm modeling what modeled behavior, modeling what appro- what responsible use of my device is. Mm-hmm. And so unless I'm telling them, cause I don't want them hovering over my shoulder. Of course. Like I don't want them no. seeing, like you never know what's going to pop up. So I'm like, you know, anyway, 
So we've got that. We've got do your research, create your digital policy, inventory all your devices, guard the location of where they will use their okay, devices. Okay, so what do you, okay, so guarding meaning what? Like you're telling them nobody is bringing yeah. their little phones into the bathroom. If y'all have to go to the bathroom, you leave yeah. it on the counter. And then check in on it, right? Guard it. We have been around friends who they're like, oh yeah, we have total, like they know that they're not allowed to use their iPad unless they're told to. And I'm like, um, did you know that they're on it right now? What? No. Oh my gosh. Where did you get that from? Like, know where it's at. If you're going to, you know what I mean? Like know where they are with it. You can't use it as a babysitting tool and just be like, they're good. They know, they mm-hmm. know what not to do. They know where not to take it. They know whatever. Even with us, I look up sometimes and I'm like, where did you, like, how did you unlock that? Mm-hmm. Oh, like my, my kids have told me, we figured out what your password was. Oh yeah, that's true. My son, I mean, he's come to, I watched you use your password and I memorized it. And I'm like, Gosh! I mean, they are really They're smart. They're so mm-hmm. smart, you guys. They're so smart. Well, you know what we did too that I think really helped us was instead of having the charging station on the counter where they see it all the time, we moved it up to our like game room, mm-hmm. which is far away from yeah. the kitchen. Yeah. And it's inconvenient, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Stu was like, you know what? They're charging and they're constantly walking by these and they're tempted yeah. and they yeah. they want to look at it. Yeah. Let's put it in a place where they don't even remember. Exactly. It so yeah. that was very helpful and the safe that now you need to get. Oh my gosh. This, is- this safe, which we'll link to. Yeah. They put this, the safe was in this documentary childhood 2.0 and I was like, that is amazing. Why have I never heard of this before? Um, okay. So the next on the list, activating parental controls and screen time on all devices. This is a beat down. Like I'm going to tell you. You're, Okay. This is a beat down, right? This is some time. This is some time. This is going to be like, like, this is what my husband, when he has gone into our friends' homes and helped them with this, he says these first like five steps that I've just laid out, I'm not coming over to your house until all of this is done. Right. Like, do not even let me come in because it is going to be time consuming. I'm going to be here for a few hours. There's going to be, you know, learning. So what we always send people to is the website, um, protectyoungeyes.com. And what is so amazing is they're basically, they got started basically the exact same way we did. Like their parents, their Christian parents, they saw a problem. They were like, we've got to save these kids. But they're like, like have like eight years on us. So they have, you know, huge, oh my gosh, they've partnered with Bark. They've partnered with all these people. And their goal is up to date in real time, every device, every, everything parental controls walk you through how to set up these parental controls. They will walk you through. So like, I've got a Chromebook. I've got this edition of the Chromebook. I don't have the new one. I had two versions ago. We've got it. You go on their website, you pick it up and they will walk you, hold your hand step by step by step, how to set up the parental controls for that. How to like, it's amazing. And in fact, somebody was like, Oh, I need Nick to show me how to do the new iPhone. And Nick was like, I just went to protect and did what they told me to do. Cause he was like, I don't have time right now to figure this out. So he's like, I just went to the website and did exactly what it said because you cannot keep up with the rate in which technology, every time a new software update, software update, there have been so many times that Apple's done a software update that it has just blown parental controls and parents are like, ah, ah, ah. all of a sudden their screen time restrictions restrictions went away. And they're like, okay, don't panic, protect young eyes. They will tell you like, okay, this is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to fix it. So it's going to be time consuming and you're going to go device by device. And again, you'll know what to set up because in your digital policy, you've said, we're not going to let our kids have Facebook. We're not going to let our kids have Instagram. Um, their screen time, they're only going to be allowed two hours a day. Like those are the things that you are setting up in your digital policy. And then you go to implement it 
when you are activating your parental controls and the screen times on all the devices. So they're not surprised because they've signed a contract. When Zach says, yeah, but it was that was an hour? Yes, son. Yeah. You just signed a contract yeah. and the timer went off. Yeah. So your tablet time is done. You and signed we, the contract. Yeah. And we're fluid, right? So like our kids, they're never allowed to have um, technology or, you know, screen time two days in a row. Like they think we're crazy because I'm like, it's not an everyday thing. It's right. like an every other day thing. And especially now my son is in fifth grade. They're on Chromebooks like all day long. And I'm like, he has a learning disability. Like his brain. This is not what we want. Yeah. Cannot be looking at a screen all day long. It's so bad for him. So he comes home and like, can I play Xbox? And I'm like, I don't want you to. Right. I just don't. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want you. You have to go outside and play. Mm-hmm. So there are times when we're like, okay, we'll to make an exception today, but you got to go unload the dishwasher. You got to fold your laundry and put it away. Yeah. Like you got to work for it. You got to work for it. Mm-hmm. We make them work for it. So, um, yeah, activating the parental controls and screen time on all of your devices is the next step. Okay, so then after that, and I again, we will post all of this. Yeah. Um, set up clean browsing DNS in your home. Okay, so let me explain to you what that is, right? So in your home, you've got a router, you got the Wi-Fi. So what happens is you go on your computer and you Google Lisa Page podcast. In order for that search result to pop up on your computer, it literally pings out to a satellite and pings the information back down to your home, right? So it goes like from the router to a satellite, back down your router, back into your home. So when they, when you set up a clean browsing DNS, so like we use clean browsing dot, it's either org or com or something. I'll put it up there. Okay. Again, yeah, my, my husband does all of the tech side of things. I do all of the he, You do the talking and the I do psychology. The psychology yeah. and all of that. And he does all the tech. So that's why I'm always like, let me email them to you. <laughs> Don't quote me. <laughs> don't quote me because my husband is who does that part of it. So um, basically, I think it's like 10 bucks a month or something. So basically what it is, is you set up like all the level of like, I don't want them to see this. I don't want them to see that. I don't like, I want this to be restricted. So what it does is when it pops back up to the internet to get all of that information, when it pulls it down, there's a blocker right there that only lets the filtered things come through to your personal device or your personal computer. And the way that it's set up is like, even if you're not in the house, it'll still protect it because it works off of the Wi-Fi router, like all. So anyway, so we have it. So in our home and it's, it isn't, I will say parents, sometimes it's kind of annoying. Like there have been times that I've gone to search something on Etsy and it won't let me see it because you've set up the smart because of, but have you looked on Etsy lately? There's like dark stuff on Etsy. There's like pornographic um, artwork. Oh, like it's horrible. And I, cause I remember being like, why Etsy? Like, why would it it's the most random? Etsy? It's yes. so random. Right. And then I was like, oh my gosh, poor Etsy has ah! been defiled. Like why was Etsy? Why God? Why? Why did you let Etsy get defiled? Like I can't. Um, oh. so anyway, and I, and I gotta say, you gotta like, we also tell parents, you can't just like feel like, oh, I've done this. I've set up the DNS. I've set up the parental controls, like, and then just like walk away, right? You can't just walk away. So next layer, and some people don't like this layer, but we do, we install monitoring software. So like Bark, right? Yep. Bark cannot prevent your child from seeing stuff. It alerts you, right? Like your child has listened to a song that has explicit lyrics. lyrics. Yeah. Your child um, was talking in a text message and it seemed like they were having thoughts of suicide. Your somebody was bullying your child. Like it literally will tell you, okay, they were on Instagram and they saw pornographic content. I don't know how any parent can't 
do that. Do this. So I will say a lot of parents are like, that's a, like they have to have privacy and you have to respect their privacy. Not at 10. <laughs> like, not at 10. Like, not at 12. Not at 16. Um, as long as you're paying for that uh-huh. device. Yep. And they're under your roof. Yep. They don't got no privacy. Uh, that's right. They can go behind like in their bedroom, but not with the phone. Nope. You can get your privacy that way. That's right. Um. So, and I have, um, because I'm like a ambassador for Bark, basically, I have a like lifelong 20% off. When you use my code, kind of like go ahead. Code, the Built Bar, the Built Bar, the uh, Bark code, you get, uh, you know, your What's free the code? Rec- oh, it's, it's right here. Oh, Jess. It's like, it's literally like this long. Okay. Well, we're going to put it in the, we're we'll going to put it in the show the notes. We'll put yeah. it in the show notes. It's yeah. It's like code. 6V3QD64. I have to say, so in order to be an ambassador, I had to install it on our... <laughs> right. You got to practice like, what you preach. But I'm like, I don't... My kids don't have devices. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll set this up like on my own. <laughs> and I also set it up... Um, so like our daughter uses Spotify. Uh-huh. So we set it up to her Spotify account. And then we set it up um, when my son had to get a Chromebook. So we set it up the Chromebook. And sure enough, we start getting like, no. Oh my gosh. So are the, are the alerts texting or are they emailing or can you set that up too? Because I would want text. Oh, it's both. Comes, it's okay, text it's both. and email. Gotcha. You'll get both. They cover you. And so um, literally, like it was so funny during COVID, he was doing a report on like the Revolutionary War, some kind of war or whatever. And it was like, alert, your child is Googling destructive, violent, da 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 da. <gasps> and I Googled it and it was, it was war. Like it was literally like, uh, like it was for his article, uh-huh. but I was like, this is amazing. This works. <laughs> this works. This is amazing. And then, um, <sighs> I got another alert that my daughter was listening to, um, dark, depressing music that talked Billie about Billie Eilish. No, it was like that talked about deep subjects or whatever. And hold on, wait, what was, what it? was it? It was like one of the frozen songs or something oh. from the second one, because they are dark. Oh, that, like yes. it is dark. And, but it shows you the lyrics and it shows you why, like why we were alerted to this. And you can change the level of alert. Like you can be like, I want full blown alert. I want pornographic Partial. content. Like you right. can, you can, you can customize, but I'm like, I want it all. Like, why would you? Yeah, girl, uh, you're an ambassador. You want it all. <laughs> but I'm like, I want to know everything my kids are doing all the time everywhere. Yeah. They no told secrets. me they have secrets. No secrets, damn it. <laughs> they told me they keep secrets from me. <laughs> no, you're not. Not with Bark. You're not keeping any not secrets today. Not today, Bye-bye. girl. Okay, so you've gone through all of this stuff. And then the next thing, and this is a little more easy, and we've already kind of talked about this, is having open conversations with your kids, right? So we are huge advocates for this having the explain to them why, right? Like not just because mommy said so, not because I'm trying to protect you. Like they're just hearing wah, 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 Mm -hmm. wah, 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 wah. Sit down after you've watched Childhood 2.0, depending on the age of your child and what they know, show them bits and pieces from that film. Show them what the doctors are saying. Show them what the law enforcement is saying. Show them what the FBI is saying. And we just keep telling them all the time, just like we used to say stranger danger existed out in the world. The reality is stranger danger doesn't really exist that much anymore on the world because nobody's out in the world. They're all online. That's right. They, and so your stranger danger point. is online. Yeah. Your stranger danger is in Xbox, Yeah. which by the way, our, our son who plays games that are technically online is not allowed. Like we have the chat disabled. We have uh-huh. the messaging disabled. Yes. So nobody can contact him. Like we have it okay for like, my nephew and his two best friends, like they're allowed to talk to him, but like, that's it. Yeah. Which all parents should do. Like you should set that up. 100%. Yes. Having these conversations with them about first of all, the why, and then say, you know, 
like the good pictures, bad pictures, the book that we, you know, we're talking about in the first podcast is what is actually out there that could be harmful for them and how to be okay having those conversations. Right. So like we, um, we've had, like I said, kids that are like, we don't want to get in trouble. We don't want our device to get away, taken away. We don't want to get that person in trouble. And so like continuously trying to remind your kid, you know, your parents were like, I don't care what kind of trouble you got in. As long as you tell me the truth, we will go like, Mm -hmm. you won't be in that much trouble or like, we'll go easier on you Mm -hmm. or you'd get in more trouble if you kept it from us or all that. Yes. Because that's another grooming technique that, um, pedophiles and bad people are using on like Instagram and stuff. It's like, if you tell your parents, I'll hurt your parents, I'll hurt you, I'll find mm. you, or I your parents, you live. I know where you live, or yeah. your parents are going to be ashamed of you. This is dirty. This is whatever. But like, I have control over you. Like, there's just so many grooming techniques that it's not even just pedophiles. It's like they're friends. Their friends are and that's saying, where the cyberbullying comes where the, in. Yes. Yeah. Like your friends are like, you tell your mom that I said this to you, you're dead. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to make your life a living hell. You know what I mean? Like punch those little shits. Like, like there's just... Your kids are not always going to have these conversations with you. So you're going to have, there are going to be times when you have to point blank, ask them and random checks. When I was growing up, we had landlines. Back in the day, by the way, it was like 1982. <laughs> well, yeah. 1990. Mine, was like, mine were the 90s, um, which by the way, aside right here, my husband and I are 37. We were born, we are that very, very small. There's a five-year gap where we are our own generation where we saw life as a child with no technology and life as a child with technology. Like we had the internet, we had chat rooms, we had Facebook. AOL. We had a- like we yeah. had all of that. Yeah. We had computers. Like I remember being in fifth grade and going to sleepovers and being in chat rooms. And you would start the chat room and it would be like 23 backslash F yes. backslash yes. blonde yes. backslash. Yes. Like you'd be like, I'm a female, I'm 23, I'm blonde, I got blue eyes. And we were like 11. You've got mail. That's the whole movie. You've and, got mail. And there would be creepers that are like, I'm 25 too. And we would think it was hilarious, but like didn't understand how incredibly dangerous and like dumb it was. Mm-hmm. So we are the subset that we're like, we do, we actually do understand because we've seen both sides of the spectrum. Right. And we had social media when we were still in school. Like it was created when we were still in college. Right. So Sorry, that was a big aside on that. No, but that's good. (laughs) But it is good. Because I'm sure people that are listening, it's not just 40 year-olds that listen to this podcast, Jess. No. I mean, there are No, but I mean, but yeah, yes. These are things that kids are saying. Very relatable. Yes. These are things that kids are saying. It's like you don't understand. You didn't grow. You're like, yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Yes, we do. So when I was growing up, um, I wanted a phone line in my bedroom because I wanted my own phone line. My parents were like, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. So I went and got a job. Mm -hmm. I babysat as much as I could, called Ameritech myself had them come to my home, install a phone line in my room. And I paid that bill with my own checking account every month. I was like 12. That's amazing. And so my dad would come in and do random check. I'd be on the phone. He'd grab the phone out of my hand. If it was a boy, because I wasn't allowed to talk to boys, Uh he would yank the whole phone from the wall and I'd lose the phone for a week. I paid for it. (laughs) I like went out, got a job, paid, paid Ameritech to come and do it, paid that monthly bill. And my dad was like, no, you still live in this house. I reserve the right to still do these random checks. And so I tell parents, I'm like, they're not, even if they're working to pay their monthly bill, even if they're doing what you've asked them to do, you still have the right to do phone checks. And so I've had friends who are like, our kid wasn't allowed to have Snapchat. We're not crazy. We know they can't have Snapchat. Like then they would go do a random phone check and they had it downloaded. They just had deleted the shortcut. 
So they opened up the app store and sure enough, there was Snapchat and that's how they would access it. It was just go into the app store and open it from there. Then there's apps that are meant to shield apps. So it's like a calculator. And when you open it, it's Instagram or it's TikTok or it's whatever. So like we tell parents, you can't just set it up and be like, peace out. Like you have to do random phone checks. You have to, you know what I mean? Like monitor them a little bit more. I'm not saying you got to do this all day, every day. And And they should be unexpected. You got to like, it's like a surprise shopper when I was working at Chili's. You just never know. They're not walking in with a Chili's uniform. You don't know if you're serving this guy that... The CEO of the company, or yeah, you know, the CEO, yeah. the blooming onion. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that undercover is undercover boss. Undercover boss. One of our friends whose daughter is in our class, she was saying that you know she's got a couple of high schoolers too, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I just can't keep up. I feel like these teenagers, like yeah. they will always be one, one step, step ahead. ahead." Yeah. yeah. So you got to get yeah. ahead of that. You, you got to get, get ahead, ahead of them, them before they get ahead of you, and yeah. that's like. You got to be on your shit. Yeah. Let's go. That, that's actually the next bullet point in my uh, list <laughs> is stay up to date with new apps and trends and then make adjustments as needed. So that is what's fantastic. Like I keep telling y'all, we are so fortunate to have learned from our older brothers and our sisters elders. who blew it and yeah. like... <laughs> And like, I did that as a kid. I was the youngest. My oldest was always in trouble. And I learned from him what to do and what not to do. Right. So we are super fortunate right now that our older brothers and sisters have taught us what not to do. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there are these, oh gosh, there are so many organizations, so many, they're activists. We're called activists when we are trying to save the kids that we make it so easy for you follow our blog, follow our Instagram page, follow our whatever. And if you don't want to be on social media after you've watched the social dilemma and you've deleted it all from your phone, that's you're not going to want to, after you're you not going to want to, um, sign up for their email accounts or go to their websites. They will tell you in real time what the latest hack is, what the latest, like, okay, kids have figured out how to get through their TikTok through this kids have figured out, like, that's literally what they do all day. Every day is like, figure out what the trends are figuring out okay, like this is the latest uh, suicide trend on TikTok. Like this is the latest. That's all they do. That is their full-time job is keeping it up with it so that you can just like check in once a week or check in every day or check in and say, okay, what am I missing today? Read their blogs. That's so crazy to think you've got one side of the tech world where they're like, we got to hack in. We got to get these kids on. What can we do to make them stay on? And then you've got the The opposite that are like fighting against it. Like we want to protect our children and this is what we want. But you're not going to be able to protect your child if you do not engage and execute these steps. You have to work with this company, this big tech company is going to, they, they're rallying for you. Right. And what's fascinating is if you watch, if you've watched the social dilemma, the people that are now trying to help kids are the ones who helped found all of these companies. They're the ones who helped found social media and they're going, when we founded it, it was for good. And now it's mm-hmm. taken a life of its own. We've since left. And now we're over here. And really what they're really trying to do is, yes, they're trying to get parents to understand and to make all these adjustments. And that's great. But they're really trying to go before Congress and say, um, it's the wild, wild west out there. There's no laws. There's no restrictions. Like these companies are getting away with it because it's not illegal. Mm-hmm. Like nothing's illegal. They can date them. They can do all of these things. And so they're like screaming from the top of their lungs like, you are literally killing kids. Like you are literally giving these children over to pedophilia and like all kinds of stuff. And so they're like begging Congress to make changes and make, and make laws and all this kind of stuff. And then at the same time, you've got people on the West coast who are like, nah, 
yeah, let's make it easier for child pedophiles. Like it just, it is what it is. But another reason why you just have to have these open conversations with your kids. Cause like I said, it's not going to be in your home. You are going to do everything right. And you are going to set up all the restrictions. And then because you haven't convinced your friends to do the same thing, they're going to go to their house. Exactly. And there it is unlocked and loaded. Like they're, they're watching. And the reason why, I mean, you guys, when I, I can't say this, I'll say this 450 more times, watch childhood 2.0. All of these teens and tweens are sitting here and they're asking them these point blank questions. Have you seen porn on your phone? Oh gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Has somebody asked you to send them a nude? Oh gosh. Yeah. Like so Daily. nonchalantly. No, yeah. so nonchalantly. Um, they have all these teen boys that they ask, have you watched porn? Oh yeah. Do you have friends who are addicted? Oh, like half my friends are addicted. Like these are good, sweet kids. And their parents are like, just like, oh, they're, they're clueless. great. I yeah. love my kid. He's yeah. wonderful. He's this and that. And they're all saying the same thing. There is not a single kid who can say they haven't at least been exposed to it or seen it. There isn't a single kid that hasn't been called out or bullied. And they're like, we're stuck in this catch 22. There's two subsets. There's the boys that are asking the girls for nudes. If you send them, you are now labeled a whore Mm -hmm. and they're all like infiltrating that girl and being like, all right, well, you sent him one, send me one, send me one. Or the boys send it. But they have no respect for her. Like behind their back, they're like, she's horrible. Then if they don't send it, you're getting harassed by the girls. You're a prude. You just got to do it. You just like the peer pressure and bullying is not the peer pressure and bullying that we grew up with. It's terrifying. And then for the parents to be like, well, but it's a part of life. You got to experience peer pressure and bullying. No, I would rather us go back to the peer pressure and bullying of yesteryear. Can we go back to 1992, please? Yeah. And so we're just like begging parents, if you can all just get on the same page and realize that this is bad, like, and these kids in this childhood 2.0, they're begging. They're like, I wish we would have grown up without the internet. I wish all these parents would just take it all away because here they are, FOMO. All my friends have Instagram. If I'm not Instagram, like, I'm not cool. I'm a social outcast. Right. Yes. I'm this, I'm that. Yep. And in fact, that did just happen um, to a friend of mine. I feel so bad for her. Her daughter is a freshman this year and um, they are, you know, they're, they're hip. They're with it. They're happening. They know that this is all horrible and they've taught her, told their daughter, absolutely not. You will not have social media. And in her small little circle of friends, the last friend's parent caved. <sighs> And she like her world came crashing down because now she doesn't have a friend who is is, is available. Is, is a, well, who isn't In, on social media? Social media. So yeah. now she's like, "You're ruining I'm, my life. Like you don't even know. You don't even get it." They all say the same. You don't get it. You don't get the pressure we're under. Like you don't get what we're growing up with. That alone mm. should wake you up when your kid says you don't know the pressure we're under to get social media there's a problem. Wake up. Like I'm feel like I'm shaking the parent being like, can you hear me? Right, 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 right. <laughs> can you hear your kids? And they're all going, no, their kids are happy. You don't know what you're talking about. They're totally happy. And in this documentary, all these kids are going, oh, it's because we don't tell them. We don't tell our parents. We put on a good face. And they're all like, it's funny as one kid would say it. And then all of them would go, yeah, she's right. Yep. Yep. That's right. Yep. yep that's right. And then there was one where she was like, well, I don't blame my mom because she just doesn't know but I'm never going to tell her. And then all the other girls were like, oh yeah, I guess we can't blame our parents because they don't know. And this documentary was just made. It's not, this isn't yeah. even from like a year ago, right? It's Mm-mm. recent. It's recent. So this is up to date. Like yeah. these kids could be the same kids that your kids are going to high school with. Yeah. So another big person that I want you guys to follow and she'll put this in the show notes is Colin Karchner. 
Save the Kids is his organization. And oh my gosh, I want He's him. on what? Instagram or Facebook? All the things. Okay. He's on all the things. And While we're talking about website. devices, let me follow him. Yeah. So he actually goes across the country speaking directly to teens, right? So his life is always with teens and tweens. Like oh, he spends save the kids. like 90% of his life talking directly to teens and tweens. Mm. And he's like me. He's out there going, why is this thing on? Like, is it our parents listening to me? Because... Um, no, that's not okay. I'll find it for you. Okay. Um, but because he's talking directly to the kids, he's not messing around with parents. Oh he's God. like, forget parents. They don't get it. I'm going to just talk directly. That's to the amazing. Kids. And so he goes in and his presentations are always like, how are you guys, like, how do you feel? Like he asks them, he makes them be introspective. Like on average, how often do you think you're stressed on average? How often do you think you can't catch your breath on average? Like how addicted do you think you are to your Snapchat, to your TikTok? Like, are you on it at two o'clock in the morning? Do your parents know you're on it at two o'clock in the morning? Like he's asking all these questions because he obviously already knows the answer. And like the entire, I'm talking like auditoriums filled with like high schools, churches, like 90% of the kids are like raising their hand, raising their hand. Yep. That's me. Yep. That's me. Yep. That's me. So then he kind of like dissects it for them. Like, okay, you guys, let me connect the dots as to why you're experiencing anxiety and depression and all that kind of stuff. And he does kind of like what I do explains it to them, right? Like neurologically, psycho, like why you can't fight it. And he'll like, it's like a movement, like say no to drugs. Like how many of you can, will just delete it right now while we're here in the room? Like how many of you will just go home and delete all your friends? Like he has rules, right? Like you should never have more than a hundred friends. If you're going to keep the device, sorry, if you're going to keep Instagram, you should never have more than a hundred friends. Like you should never have that. He has like all these things for them. And what's heartbreaking when you follow him is he will share after every oh. single one. Okay. Here's how many kids told me that I saved him from suicide this week. This is how many kids told me that, um, they're finally going to tell their parent that they've been, they've been being abused. This is how many kids are telling me that they felt lost. They felt hopeless that nobody understood them. This is, and like, he shows you these texts that they send him. He always blocks out their name and like mm-hmm. the city and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, and they're so cute because some of them are like emojis and like, you know, the, like you instead of Y-O-U mm-hmm. and like they're teens and tweens and it's heartbreaking. And he's just out there just like sending it like uh, as fast as he can. He's giving parents the information and going, do you hear me now? Like, do you hear do you, your This kids? is proof. Yeah. Can you hear your yeah. kids? And it's really sad because then you do, you hear the parents that are like, well, that was in Utah. That wasn't here in Texas. Well, that was at a public school. Well, those that parents are, if they're going to keep denying like, it, then yeah. I hate to say it, but you get what you get. Yeah. If yeah. you're not going to wake up after these two documentaries and following all in all yeah. these tools, well, yeah. then you get what you get. What's insane is like these, this documentary and all of the tools and all of the information, it's not now, like it's been going on. They've been screaming from the rooftops for like the last six, seven years. Mm. And now they're just the, this, the, the, charts and the scales are just going up, 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 up. And I'm like, what's hitting rock bottom for you guys, mm-hmm. right? Like, do you want to wait until it is your kid? Mm-hmm. The not my kid. Do you want to wait till it's your kid? Like, mm-hmm. do you want to wait till your kid is dead? Do you want to wait? And there, there's a dad on there that his child committed suicide, you know, from device oh, yeah. depression. And so he's sitting there going, don't wait, please, please. And he was like, his son, all around athlete, varsity athlete. Everybody loved him. Went to all the dances, not even an outcast, like just on fire, like happy, happy kid. Like these parents that are just thinking, well, my kid is happy. You don't know my kid. I know my kid. 
And I hear all the time, well, they just have anxiety because their workload is too much. Their school, school is not what it used to be. Like school, they demand more. They demand more. Too much pressure. Too much pressure. Mm -hmm. And you're going, yeah, so why would you give them more? Exactly. And that's (laughs) like, why would you give them more than they need? And when you were saying all this stuff, I was thinking, these kids aren't even bitching and moaning about the pressures of school, their schoolwork, their homework, their sports. It's all because of social media and having a device. Single one is like, it's just because school's hard. Well, it's because my sports are hard. Well, my parents put a lot of pressure on me, which is what it used to be, right? Parents would like pressure you to do good in sports or Uh pressure. Now they're just like, they don't even feel that pressure, even if they have it. To them, yeah. Even if they have it. They're like, that's nothing compared to the pressure that my fellow friends and classmates are putting me through. And even, yeah, there's so many, there's so many things, but we're already running up to almost an hour with this one. Um, everything that we talked about will be in show notes. Yeah. I will put Jessica's contact in there if you would like to just ask her general questions or yeah. whatever. And she'll also put all of these people that I'm talking about because they are the real gurus. Like they are who I get a lot of glean, a lot of my information from. So it's like, you just go right to that source. Dude. I need to go get like a massage right now. I'm so stressed just listening to all this. And that's what's hard is like when I say I lose sleep, you don't even understand. I lose sleep over how can I convince this parent? How? How can I? I love your child and I don't even know your child. Mm -hmm. Like my heart breaks for your kid and I think I've met them one time. Well, right. Because you're getting the personal stories from these parents that are like, yeah, no, my kid cannot put the phone down. If I take the phone away, I'm so afraid that he's never going to talk to me. It's like, well, then they're never going to talk to you. They're never going to talk to you. I mean, I'm I'm not your friend. I'm your parent. Yeah. Jess. (laughs) This was such a good podcast. Thanks, friend. I mean, it's such a good podcast, if I say so myself. (laughs) Again, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We will have all of this stuff in the show notes. And again, if you need to connect with Jess, just holler. And I'm not going to say she's going to get back to you today because I'm sure after this airs, it's going to be a minute. But just be patient, right? Be patient. All right, everybody, stay safe. Now you're going to leave and you're going to be like tracking your kids and all the devices. I bet you sales for gizmos will go up after this podcast. It's going to be fantastic. Thank you guys so much for listening. Jess, you are the best. Again, all this stuff will be in the show notes. Stay safe. Stay Corona free. (laughs) And we'll talk to you next time.